Good morning and welcome back to the podcast. Today is August 28, 2019. Yesterday was Jacob's birthday, so I hope he had a great time. Today we're going to continue reading from R.L. Stein's Night of the Living Dummy, Part 1. We're going to, we left off on Chapter 3. The girls just found the dummy from the dumpster. And one of the sisters, Lindsay, decided to keep it and to scare her sister, Chris, with the dummy. And so now we're at chapter three, and the kids are starting to have their dinner with their parents. Who was that on the phone? Mr. Paulwell asked, shoveling another forkful of spaghetti into his mouth. Lindsay slapped back into her place at the table. It was Mrs. Sh- Mrs. Marshall, down the block. Does she want you to babysit? Mrs. Powell asked, reaching for the salad bowl. She turned to Chris. Don't you want any salad? Chris wiped spaghetti sauce off her chin with her napkin. Maybe later. No, Lindsay answered. She wants me to perform at Amy's birthday party with Slappy. Your first job, Mr. Paulwell said, a smile crossing his slender face. Amy and Ben like Slappy so much, they they're in, they insisted on him, Lindsay said. Mrs. Marshall's going to pay me $20. That's great, their mother exclaimed. She passed the salad bowl across the table to her husband. It had been a week since Lindsay rescued Slappy from the trash dumpster. Every day after school, she spent hours up in her room rehearsing with him, working on his voice, practicing not to, not moving her lips, thinking of jokes to perform with him. Chris kept insisting the whole thing was dumb. I can't believe you're being such a nerd, she told her sister. She refused to be an audience for Lindsay's routines. But when Lindsay brought Slappy into school on Friday, Chris's attitude began to change. A group of kids had gathered around Lindsay outside her locker. As Lindsay made Slappy talk for them, Chris watched from down the hall. She's going to make a total fool of herself, Chris thought. But to her surprise, the kids hooted and howled. They thought Slappy was a riot. Even Robbie Martin, the guy Chris had a crush on for two years, thought Lindsay was terrific. Watching Robbie laugh along with the other kids made Chris think hard. Becoming a ventriloquist might be fun and profitable. Lindsay was going to earn $20 at the Marshall's birthday party, and when word got around, she'd probably perform at a lot of parties and earn even more money. After dinner that evening, Lindsay and Chris washed and dried the dishes. Then Lindsay asked, her parents if she could practice her new comedy routine on them. She hurried up to her room to get slappy. Mr. and Mrs. Parwell took a seat on the living room couch. Maybe Lindsay will be a TV star, Mrs. Parwell said. Maybe, Mr. Parwell agreed, suddenly back on the couch. The, cl- the couch, a pleased smile on his face. Barky yapped and climbed between Mr. and Mrs. Parwell, his tiny stub of a tail. Wagging furiously. You know, 
You're not allowed on the couch, Mrs. Parwell said, sighing, but she made no move to push Sparky off. Chris sat down away from the other on the floor by the steps, cradling her chin in her hands. You're looking glum this evening, her father remarked. Can I get a dummy too? Chris asked. She hadn't really planned to say it. The question just popped out of her mouth. Lindsay came back into the room, carrying Slappy around the waist. Ready? she asked. She pulled a dining room chair into the center of the living room and sat down on it. Well, can I? Chris repeated. You really want one, too? Mrs. Powell asked. Want what? Lindsay asked, confused. Chris says she wants a dummy, too, Mrs. Powell reported. No way, Lindsay said heatedly. Why do you want to be such a copycat? It looks fun, Chris replied, her cheeks turning bright pink. If you can do it, I can do it too, she added shrilly. You always copy everything I do, Lindsay protested angrily. Why, do you, why don't you find something of your own for once? Go upstairs and work on your junk jewelry collection. That's your hobby. Let me be the ventriloquist. Girl, girls, Mr. Powell started, raising a hand for quiet. Please, don't fight over a dummy. I think, I really think I'd, I'd be better at it, Chris said. I mean, Lindsay isn't very funny. Everyone thinks I'm funny, Lindsay insisted. That's not very nice, Chris, Mrs. Powell scolded. Well, I just think if Lindsay has one, I should be able to have one too, Chris said to her parents. Copycat, Lindsay repeated, shaking her head. You've been putting me down all week. You said it was nerdy, but I know you changed your mind. You're upset because I'm going to earn some money, and you're not. I really wish you two wouldn't argue about everything, Mr. Powell said disgustedly. Well, can I have a dummy? Chris asked him. They're, ex they're expensive, Mr. Powell replied, glancing at his wife. A good one will cost more than a hundred dollars. I don't think we can afford to buy one now. Why don't you both share Slappy, Mrs. Powell suggested. Huh? Lindsay's mouth dropped open in protest. You two always share everything, Mrs. Powell continued, so why don't you share Slappy? But Mom, Lindsay whined unhappily. Excellent idea, Mr. Powell interrupted. He mentioned to Chris, try it out. After you share him for a while, I'm sure one of you will lose interest in him. Maybe even both of you. Chris climbed to her feet and walked over to Lindsay. She reached out for the dummy. I don't mind sharing, she said quietly, searching her sister's eyes for approval of the idea. Can I hold him for just a second? Lindsay held on to Slappy tightly. Suddenly, the dummy's head tilted back and his mouth opened wide. Beat it, Chris! He snarled in a harsh, raspy voice. Get lost! You stupid moron! Before Chris could back away, Slappy's wooden hand shot up and slapped her hard across the face. Chapter 4 Ow! Chris screamed and raised her hand to her cheek, which was bright pink. She stepped back. Stop it, Lindsay! That hurt! Me! Lindsay cried. I didn't do it. Slappy did. Don't be dumb, Chris protested rubbing her cheek. You really hurt me. But I didn't do it, Lindsay cried. She turned Slappy's face. She turned Slappy's face towards her. Why were you so rude to Chris? Mr. Powell jumped up from the crowd the couch. 
Stop acting dumb and apologize to your sister, he ordered. Lindsay bowed, slapped his head. I'm sorry, she she made the dummy say. I'm sorry, she made the dummy say. No, in your own voice, Mr. Powell insisted, crossing his arms in front of his chest. Slappy didn't hurt Chris. You did. Okay, okay, Lindsay muttered, blushing. She avoided Chris's angry stare. I'm sorry, here. She dumped Slappy into Chris's arms. Chris was so surprised she nearly dropped the dummy. Slappy was heavier than she'd imagined. Now what am I supposed to do with him? Chris asked Lindsay. Lindsay shrugged and crossed the room to the couch where she dropped down beside her her mother. Why why do you make such a fuss, Mrs. Why'd you make such a fuss, Mrs. Powell whispered, leaning close to Lindsay. That was that was so babyish. Lindsay blushed. Slappy is mine. Why can't something be mine for once? Sometimes you girls are so nice to each other, and other times some. Sometimes, Mrs. Powell's voice trailed off. Mr. Powell took a seat on the padded arm of the chair across the room. How do I make his mouth? How do I make his mouth work? Chris asked, tilting the dummy upside down to examine his bag. There's a string in his back, inside the slit in his jacket. The slit inside his jacket. Lindsay told her, grudgingly, "You just pulled it." You just pull it. I don't want Chris to work to work Slappy, Lindsay thought unhappily. I don't want to share Slappy. Why can't I have something that just belongs to me? Why do I have to share everything with her? Why does Chris always want to copy me? She gritted her teeth and waited for her anger to fade. Later that night, Chris sat straight up in bed. She had a bad dream. I was being chased, she remembered. Heart still panting. Chased by what? By whom? She couldn't remember. She glanced around the shadowy room, waiting for her heartbeat to return to normal. The room felt hot and stuffy, even though the window was open and the curtains were flooding. Lindsay laid sound asleep on her side in a twin bed next to Chris's. She was snoring softly, her lips slighted part parted, her long hair falling loose about her face. Chris glanced at the clock radio on the bed table between two twin beds. It was nearly three in the morning. Even though she was now wide awake, the nightmare wouldn't completely fade away. She felt uncomfortable, a little frightened, as if she were still being chased by someone or something. The back of her neck felt hot and prickly. She turned and fluffed up her pillow, propping it higher on the headboard. As she laid back on it, something caught her eye. Something sitting in the chair in front of her bedroom window. Someone staring at her. After a sharp intake of breath, she realized it was slapping. Yellow moonlight poured over him, making his staring eyes glow. He was sitting up in the chair, tilted to the right at a slight angle, one arm resting on the slender arm of the chair. His mouth locked wide open with a mocking grin. His eyes seemed to be staring right at Chris. Chris stared back, studying the dummy's expression in the eerie yellow moonlight. Then without thinking, without thinking, without even realizing what she was doing, she climbed slightly, silently out of bed. Her foot got tangled in the bed sheet and she nearly tripped. Nicking, kicking the sheets away, 
She made her way quickly across the room to the window. Slappy stared up at her as her shadow fell over him. His grin seemed to glow, grow wider as Chrissy leaned closer. A gust of wind made the soft curtains flutter against her face. Chris pushed him away and peered down at the sunny's painted head. She reached a hand out and rubbed his wooden hair, shining in the moonlight. His head felt warm, warmer than she'd imagined. Chris quickly jerked her hand away. <gasps> what was that sound? Had Slappy snickered? Had he laughed at her? No, of course not. Chris realized she was breathing hard. Why am I so freaked out by this stupid dummy, she thought. In the bed behind her, Lindsay made a gargling sound and rolled onto her back. Chris stared hard into Slappy's big eyes, gleaming the light from the window. She waited for him to blink or to roll his eyes from side to side. She suddenly felt foolish. He's just a stupid wooden dummy, she told himself. She reached out and pushed him over. The stiff body, the stiff body swung on the side. The hard head of a soft clunk as it hit the wooden arm of the chair. Chris stared down at him, feeling strangely satisfied, as if she somehow taught him a lesson. The curtains rustled against her face again. She pushed them away, feeling sleepy. She stared. She started back to bed. She had only gone one step when Slappy reached up and grabbed her wrist. Chapter 5 Oh! As his hand tightened around her wrist, Chris cried out and spun around. <gasps> to her surprise, Lindsay was crouched beside her. Lindsay had a tight Chris grip on Chris's wrist. Chris jerked her hand from Lindsay's grip. grip. Moonlight through the window lit up Lindsay's devilish grin. Gotcha again, she declared. You didn't scare me. Chris insisted, but her voice came out trembling whisper. You jumped a mile, Lindsay exclaimed gleefully. You really thought the dummy grabbed you? Did not, Chris replied. She hurried to her bed. What were you doing up anyways, Lindsay demanded. Were you messing with Slappy? No, I, uh, uh, I had a bad dream, Chris told her. I just went to look out the window, Lindsay snickered. You should have looked on, you should have seen the look on your face. I'm going back to sleep. Leave me alone, Chris snapped. She pulled the covers up to her chin. Lindsay pushed the dummy back to a sitting position, and she returned to her bed, still chuckling over the scare she had given her sister. Chris rearranged her pillows and glanced across the room to the window. The dummy's face was half covered in shadow now but the eyes glowed as if he were alive. And then, and then, and they started into, and they stared into hers as if they were trying to tell her something. Why does he have to grin like that? Chris asked herself, trying to rub away the prickly feeling on the back of her neck. She pulled up the, she pulled up the sheet, settled into bed, and turned on her side, away from the wide staring eyes. But even with her back turned, she could feel them gazing at her. Even with her eyes closed and the covers pulled up to her head, she could picture the shadowy, distorted grin, the unblink, and the unblinking eyes staring at her, staring, staring. She drifted into an uncomfortable sleep, drifted into another dark nightmare, 
Someone was chasing her. Someone very evil was chasing her. But who? On Monday afternoon, Lindsay and Chris both stayed after school to rehearse for the spring concert. It was nearly five when they arrived home, and they were surprised to see their dad's car in the driveway. You're home so early, Chris exclaimed, finding him in the kitchen helping their mother prepare dinner. I'm leaving tomorrow for a sales conference in Portland, Mr. Powell explained, peeling an onion over the sink with a small paring knife. So I only worked half a day today. What's for dinner? Lindsay asked. Meatloaf, Mrs. Powell replied. If your father ever gets the onion peeled. There's a trick to not crying when you're when peeling an onion, Mr. Powell said, tears rolling down his cheeks. Wish I knew it. How was chorus rehearsal? Mrs. Powell asked, kneading a big ball of red ground beef in her hands. Boring, Lindsay complained, opening the refrigerator and taking out a can of Coca-Cola. Yeah, we're doing all these Russian and Yugoslavian songs, Chris said. They're so sad. They're all about sheep or something. We don't really know what they're about. There's no translation. Mr. Powell rushed to the sink and began splashing cold water on his red, runny eyes. I can't take this. I can't take it, he willed. He tossed the half-peeled onion back to his wife. Cry, baby, she muttered, shaking her head. Chris headed up the stairs to drop her backpack in her room. She tossed it onto the desk she shared with Lindsay. And she turned to go back downstairs, but something by the window caught her eye. Spinning around, she grasped, Oh no! And then started, and then the startled cry escaped her lips. Chris raised her hand to retreat her cheeks and stared in disbelief. Slappy was propped up in the chair in front of the window, grinning at her with his unusual wide stare. And seated beside him was another dummy, also grinning at her. And they were holding hands. What's going on here? Chris cried aloud. And that will be the end of chapter 5. See you again for the next time of the podcast.